Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM. We're also streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, for those of you who are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. You can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And while you're at it, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so you never miss another great program uh, with insightful guests uh, covering just a wide range of topics. So wherever you get your podcast, so if that's iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, or SoundCloud, you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. So tonight we are going to be talking, well, I shouldn't say talking, we're going to be revisiting some uh, some great conversations that we've had in the past with some really talented artists. We're going to revisit a conversation we had with two really talented MCs, Iconic Bond and Jay Sirius. Iconic Bond out of North Carolina and Jay Sirius right here, Chicago. Two really talented brothers. And we're going to get it started with Jay Sirius. That's how art it is, though. It okay. is, man. But, um, but anyway, thank you for being here. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, man, where do we start? So you, you've been at it. You started at the age of 15. Yeah, actually, I, I wrote my first rhyme. Uh, please don't ask me to say it because it was that terrible. <laughs> uh, when I was 13. Really? And, like... You still remember it? I still remember, like, maybe the first two bars of it. Okay, you got to give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, Cause, it, because we're going to play we're gonna play some of yeah, the new stuff, So right? they get to see the, the yeah, progression. Those, right, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I was a big fan of uh, Snoop Dogg okay. when I was uh, that age. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my style, I tried to, like, mirror it after him. Uh-huh. So, like, the verse went something like, you know, uh, my name is JFK, not the president. I got everything I need for evidence, but first I'm gonna take you on a mission. That's when your comprehension, and then I just I, f- I forget the rest after that. So, Bro, that's, but uh, that, that's, 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 I keep that's I keep that in my mind. <laughs> I keep that in mind just to let me know, you know, what I'm yeah. saying like you know that was like my first rhyme I ever wrote. Uh, and then 15 came around, and I just I started writing uh, a lot. Um, I was always a dude, beatboxing or hitting on tables or something like that as my homies are rhyming. Right. But, um, you know, my friend, uh, Lukman Rashad, uh, you might know him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually the president of Impact, which is a sports company. They're doing pretty well out overseas. Um, he challenged me. And, you know what I'm saying, he was just like, hey. Challenge. You know, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you can't write nothing. You know, he's, he's, he's going at me. So I wrote that rhyme when I was 13, mm-hmm. and he unlocked something. Really? You know, and did, did that back him up? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like honestly, man, he's one of the coldest MCs I've ever met. Really? Yes. I mean, okay. he doesn't, you know, he doesn't flaunt it, but I, I, I've had the pleasure to rhyme with some really nice MCs, and he's one of the dopest I've ever met. And uh, you know, we would sit back in the math class. We should be doing math, but mm-hmm. we up here trading rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's how we kind of started honing our own skills when we were young. Okay. Yeah. Now before we before we get into because we we're gonna use this full hour right, but we don't want to let too much of it get away from us because right. it does go back quickly. Um, but before we get into tested, give me your take on rap as a whole. Not not Muslims in rap. Right. Not right. you know, but just rap as a whole right now. I mean, 
for me, rap's heyday was the 90s. Yeah. You know, I was listening to Pac, Biggie, uh, Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. uh, huge fan of Nas. Jay-Z was somebody who I studied, like, for real, like, listened to and broke down his rhymes and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really feel like what's happening now, like... It was whackness going on then, too. Like, you know, they sure. was degrading women. They were talking about drugs and, you know, just the dunya, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there was a level of art to it that I, or skill. There was a level of skill to it that I really felt that it's, it's missing now. Now, there's some, still some bastions still holding it down, you know what I'm saying? Like J. Cole, I, yeah. I really think is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think Kendrick is in- incredible. Yeah. Uh, I Wale. think. Yeah, uh, I also think uh, some unknown guys like uh, Elzai, who used to be a part of Slum Village, he still rhymes. Uh, the dude uh, Locksmith, who is just incredible. Eminem, when he wants to be, you know. You can't take anything from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, you still have some people holding it down, but the whole mumble rap culture and all of that, that's just, I don't really vibe with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, people always ask me, you know, you need to make something that's, you know, a little more what kids are listening to or contemporary. I, I'm like, I could do that if I want to. Mm. I really could. But if for me as an artist, you know what I'm saying, that's like, hey, Jamil, I know you could paint, uh, you know what I'm saying, the Mona Lisa or whatever, mm-hmm. but, hey, I just want you to write some stick figures on a piece of paper for me. Right. Do, do a bunch of happy faces yeah. with the uh, preschoolers. And it's just like, nah, I, I can't do that. Mm. You know, it's a <laughs> disservice to me. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned the mumble rap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's difficult, right? Because for me, I'm, I'm also somebody I, I, I grew up, you know, listening. Like, I go yeah. back to the Eric B. and Rakim. Right, right, right. right. Um, but now, you, you could hear, back then, you could hear the line the yeah. first time, right? <laughs> and you, you would go back to it to kind of listen to it again and break it down. Right. But now, you can't hear... The first time, maybe the second time, yeah, you know, it's 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 hard. It is really it's hard, hard on ears. And you know what it really is, man? They're not even in love with these rappers. It's the beats. Oh it's yeah, the heavy eight oh eights. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That that thump, you know, that pounding, you know, the the melodic, you know, nature of it. They don't really care about what's being said. It's just, yeah, you know, it feels good. Yeah, and, and this is my last comment I'll make on that. Uh, I have a workout song. I'm not, I'm not proud of this song, <laughs> right? I'm not proud of this. But uh, I was listening to it all last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I would get in the gym, it was Designer's Timmy Turner. Okay. Now, right. <laughs> if, if, you, if you listen to it, it's he, he loses you, I mean, Certainly. quite often. Certainly. Quite often, you know. But anyway, so, uh, <laughs> you know, alhamdulillah for... For for uh, for lyrics you can understand. Word, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> so um, let's start out. Let's let's take a listen to the intro, right? Okay. For uh, from tested. All right. Given up for dead, returns to his people, a king, oh king. Oh, oh, oh. In more than 30 years since the wolf and the winter cold. Now, as then, beast approaches. Patient and confident. Savoring the meal to come. 
This beast is made of men and horses. Swords and spears, spears. A beast approaching, approaching. 1982, something serious was born Giving up for the moment to live and perform Been against the odds, was better against ever since Told I was weak, but I used it as medicine Said your boy would fail, the world wouldn't let him in Scrapped like a lion, but refined with intelligence Now I'm a man, but ain't scrapping for your precedence Instead of this, I wowed the world with such eloquence That of Martin, the dreams remain waiting I'm young, pit grandpops, push expectations Can't let him down, said there's no hesitation in me Either succeed or receive death on the way to winning Mama kiss me, forgive me Papa diss me, he gives me First to be great, to be with the honor to Okay, first thing I gotta ask you Yeah Alright, and I gotta ask for the people Because I already know <laughs> Cause, yeah. You know, but who, who, who Who's on production? Man, um, so there is Me my friend uh, Issy Mitch, who doesn't even make beats anymore, he gave me this beat six years ago, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this other beat on YouTube that I really liked, and it fit the song that I wanted to write perfectly. And I didn't want to make something when it, it already hit the note. But I made, mm-hmm. if you were to say, I made about 85% of this album uh, really? production-wise. I did. I only didn't do two of the beats. That was it. But I did everything else. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, okay, but that one in particular? That one in particular, I did that one too. Wow. Uh, now, you know what, what kind of feel that made me go back to? Oh, uh, was, was, yeah, yeah. That, that gave me, that gave me, um, it, it kind of evoked a bit of uh, American Gangster. Oh, okay, okay, Yeah, Jay-Z's man. American Gangster. That's, that's heavy, man. Yeah. That's yeah. an honor. I was thinking of... Um, Maybe maybe like Blue Magic. Okay. Yeah. I love that song, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that, that was tight. So, all right. So, I always love hearing about uh, well, a couple of things. Number one, the creative, the creative process, right? Right. What brought you into it um, right. and what, why you decided to lead off with this particular uh, track. So, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Place at the Dinner Table, I also made that one. Right. And this song, the intro were in close debate for which one was going to be the intro. Okay. And Place at the Dinner Table, if you listen to it, it sounds like an intro. You know what I'm saying? So, But I ended up putting it at the end of the, the, the album uh, to close it out. Um, but the intro, you know, I chose, the, I, I, I picked this song because I really, I, I like the whole 300 sample yeah. in it, you know, and it sounded like, you know, a king was coming, mm-hmm. you know, not, not, not on some bragging type stuff, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? I you know, I take this very seriously when it comes to, you know, rhyming or whatever. And just the the content of that song, you know, is talking about this person who feels like he has all of these things that he has to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Uh so many people are expecting a lot out of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and so basically for me it sounded like it was the beginning of the journey. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I just felt like it captured that the best. And it was hard, you know. And I wanted to start the album out really hard so people would be like, oh, okay, he's serious, you know. M- mission accomplished. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so uh, tell me about Jay Serious. How, how did how did that become? My name? Yeah. Oh, wow. So my rap name, and y'all can make fun of me if you want, used to be Katana Blade. uh uh-huh. I was so infatuated with the movie Blade. 
mm. that I wanted to call myself Blade. Uh, and, you know, reality hit me. I was mm. like, such a lame name. <laughs> so, you know, at that time, the blueprint had just came out. Right. And I was listening to the blueprint, uh-huh. and I was so floored by how dope of an album it was. Like, the yeah. production on there is just beyond bananas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I need something like like Jay. You <laughs> right. know, I, I need a name like that. And for a minute, he was like my favorite rapper for a minute. Yeah. And so I just said, man, you know, I don't want people to think I'm biting, but I don't really care. Like, that's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I have a lot of respect for the dude as an artist. And so I just went with serious because everybody always tells me that, you know, you're too serious, you know, you're extremely serious or whatever. So I just went with Jay Serious and, and I was at a Muslim convention when I chose that name. So Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So Well, I, I have to tell you, I mean I'm I'm not gonna take any shots at Katana Blade, but <laughs> but I think Jay Serious. Yeah. I think that that is definitely appropriate. Yeah, man, it, it's stuck, man. <laughs> I mean, people are starting to call me serious now. They don't even call me Jay serious, and we just say serious. But okay, you know, um, you know, I still want people to know me by my mom, the name my mom gave me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's, it bothers me a little bit when people like I'll be walking and somebody, hey, what's up, serious? And I'll be like. <laughs> my name's Jamil, <laughs> but it's cool. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't let it bother me. Yeah. Yeah. So what type of because we know that all all rappers are not the same, yeah. right? Um, especially now that we're, we're in an age of ghostwriting. I mean, back in the day, you would have never dreamed yeah. of having somebody else write your rhymes. True, right? True. Although yeah. in '99, Jay Z mm-hmm. wrote Dr. Dre's "Still Dre." This is true. Yeah, but this no, true. I mean, I I, yeah. I I agree with you. Real, yeah. I mean, MCs were really about it. They. Yeah. And I have nobody write their rhymes. Right, they took time and they crafted, yeah, you know, uh, something and and the finished product. You don't even know how many hours went into that. For sure, right, For sure. But um, so what what type of a writer are you? Are you a and not just writer, but as 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 a rapper, are you strictly uh, pen and pad? You know, you sit down and you right. come up with a concept and you work it out and you you know, or are you? Um, or do you just just come? Is it does it just come so, to you all in one piece? So basically, what's the process, huh? Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, when I'm with the homies, we sitting in the car, we put on you know a CD full of beats or whatever. It's a freestyle session, okay. off the top. Nobody's spitting written. We know we know each other's rhymes, so we know if it's a written or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's fun. That's like lyrical exercise, you know, that keeps yeah. you, you know, keeps your brain moving, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, if you, like, I, I took a, a huge hiatus, like two years off. I wasn't doing any rhymes or anything like that. And when I came back to it, I had to, it was work. Right. It was work, like, to get back into the swing of things. So, you know, it, that's exercise. But for me, most of the time, um, it's definitely a concept. It's definitely, uh, you know, uh, like I hear the beat, here's the concept, I'll write to that concept. Depending on the type of song it is, if I want people to listen to me more, I'm going to leave some of the flair out. You know what I'm saying? And just, just go directly at my point. 
you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times people get lost in the metaphors and the wordplay yeah. and they can't follow it because they don't really understand how that works within hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm really trying to show that I'm better than you as an artist, <laughs> uh, and you know, again, you know, that people might, might call that arrogance, but it's, it's, it's an element within hip hop. It's an essential part. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's king of the hill. Yeah. And I, man, I go all out. Yeah. Like on another level, like when you, you know, maybe not here, but when you, uh, when you go home, mm-hmm. you get a chance on, on my SoundCloud page. Go to Lyrical Mind too, and you will understand what I'm talking about. Is that safe? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't do uh, it. But right, when right. you go home, okay. Trust me, you you will be like, okay, I understand. Like he, he doesn't play around. Like, you know, I I could I could tell you one line I said. I said, uh, a spirited spitter split heads to the splinter, a street savvy savage serving scars like a Simba. You know what I'm saying? So oh. it's, it's, it's for real. You know what I'm saying? And it, it gets to that level for me. Like I'm talking about when I'm thinking on that level, I'm thinking about alliteration. I'm thinking about, um, you know, metaphors, similes, wordplay. Uh, you know, I said one thing. I said, uh, I, said um, I chop words, put the S in the front. Then sheath and then go off looking for beef in the hunt. So you know what I'm saying. Mm. I don't know if anybody caught that, mm, but come on now, from you know words to sword, yeah, sword in the sheath, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I like doing that. You know what I'm saying? That's fun for me. Yeah. You know, so uh, lyrical mind, like it's like four, like right now it's four songs. I was working on the fifth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, that stuff is that's my process. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so you you go down like on some uh, King Los type stuff. I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I'll tell you, man, like, my favorite MCs are people that they're not even noticed as being the best. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Locksmith, I think, is probably one of the most incredible MCs that ever touched the mic. Mm. Uh, you know, aside from him, Elzai does incredible things with words, uh, you know. But if somebody's asking me my top five, you know what I'm saying? Come on. You, you know, you've been asked. I've been asked, You've all been right. Asked. And and some people might be mad, but Pac and Biggie are not even on this list anymore. Okay. They were on my list for a while, you know, and they're legends, and they and they should be kept there, you know what I'm saying, right. as legends. But currently, I mean, I would say um, um, my man from Atlanta, um, Cy High, man, really? nasty. He's on my top five. Okay. Uh, aside from him, um, Locksmith, Elzai, they're both on my top five. Uh, I would put J. Cole on my top five as well. And uh, I'd probably round it out with, like, Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, either Kendrick or even Lupe. Lupe is, Lupe, uh, you know, when he wants to be, it's it's, it's not too many, if any. No J, huh? That can touch him. No J. I mean, J, like, if you're talking about currently, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm just saying that technically... Right from a technical standpoint, yeah, um, it's not many. That's true. It's I mean, not listen, many that can that can mess with the guy. Jay Jay is as nasty as he wants to be, whenever he wants to be. Yeah, and and you know he has classics, and I love all of his works, most of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are a few here and there. I was just like, ah, I'm straight, but yeah. um, I just feel like like right now where I'm at in the space that I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking for somebody who just lyrically said something that 
just took me out the door. Now Jay, right, right, right. Jay knows how to make music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He just knows. Like some of these guys on my top five, mm-hmm. terrible song makers a lot of times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. They don't know how to make songs. Some of these guys. You know what I'm saying. You know, but, but just lyrically. But lyrically. And see, only another lyricist yeah. would be able to have that kind of. Now, what we came in on, that was actually, MBA. Muslim Black American. And we're going to go ahead and take a listen to that. And, uh, and we'll talk a bit about it after we uh, have heard a few bars. Yeah, for sure. Let's go. Come on. Woo. Uh. Feel me? Praises Allah saved them, the black man and African from enslavement. So I love this thing can never deface it. But some of y'all that follow us hella racist. Face it, we was taught to hate black. So the lighter you is, the more you attract. I'm finna pull coats here and choke fear when the smoke clear. We still black, so oh dear. Why my skin breed them grief? All we want is a hua instead of beef Poor folks all broke, but more jokes Yeah, we worn out, some of us drinking and snort dope 400 plus plus poverty break the man's spirit But how you ridicule the drunk that you hand spirits My skin color of thin brothers that dim others Cause they write and they light is something they can't muster Copper beat with some gas or a little swisher Behind the glass screaming I beat instead That's of hot. mister yeah. And some yeah. shit now, we the ones that That's hot. Yeah. Man, so, <laughs> what, what do we, go, go ahead and break that down to us. Man. I got some questions I'm still formulating. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that song right there, man, look, if you're African-American and you're Muslim, you've experienced it, you mm-hmm. know. And what I mean by experienced it is that, yes, alhamdulillah, we're all Muslim. Mm-hmm. You know, you know we, the Prophet, you know, preached to us. You know, to do away with tribalism when it when it's you know constricting us to be brothers with one another, you know to do away with you know racism basically. Right. You know what I'm saying. However, it still largely exists within the Muslim community, and unfortunately, African Americans, specifically African Americans, you know, because we we get we get played by Africans too sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, um, Somalians or Sudanian or whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to front on anybody, but right. you know, African Americans are we're not even in the barrel. Like we're holding the barrel up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody else, whatever they say, the crabs the lowest crabs of the barrel, whatever. We're the ones holding it up. You know what I'm saying? That's how low we are. Mm. And I really feel like, you know, we're supposed to be Muslimin, but I've walked in so many. You know, restaurants or, you know, uh, establishments that are ran by, you know, foreigners or, you know, Middle Easterns or even Pakistani people. And you hear the words, you know, Abid and, and you know what I'm saying, and or Abda for the female or whatever the case may be. Right. And I work at a youth center, actually, and I, I constantly have to correct my kids about that kind of behavior, mm. you know, about saying those words. And, they, you know, it doesn't, I, I tell them, it literally means slave. Right. And thank you for breaking that down because I was just about to say because, um, you know, some of our audiences is non-Muslims or, or yeah. not, you know, they don't, yeah, uh, yeah, they're yeah. not familiar with the Arabic terminology. Right. So, yes. And then on top of that, you know, we have the crisis where, you know, alhamdulillah, it's changing. I don't want to, like, knock it completely, but it's changing. 
where I remember maybe 10, 15 years ago, if you were African-American, you'll hang it up. You're not marrying that Arab sister that you want to marry or even that Pakistani sister that you want to marry. It's done. Go find you a good black sister that you could be with because that's just – but it's changing. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't want to throw salt on that, but, you know, that's something that, you know – we deal with, you know, and in the song, it, it, it discusses that. It talks about that. And at the end of it, like, like we're going to shoot a video for this particular song, mm-hmm. and I, I plan to have tons of Arabs and tons of Pakistani people in there, and we all shaking it up, and it's all love and that. Why? Because I want to show people this ain't about me hating on them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or them, you know, this ain't about them hating on us. At the end of the day, I have to live with those people. Why? Because we're Muslim. Mm-hmm. And Islam, you know what I'm saying, brings us closer than even blood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just more or less having the conversation with my brother. Like, look, you know, the ones who do that, you know, let's let's get off of that. Right. You know, we should, we should, you know, we should be trying to bring black people as deen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? African Americans who haven't, you know, per se accepted Islam yet or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, we should be trying to show them the beauty of it. Why it's so amazing. Why this, you know, African American Muslim loves it so much. All right, Radio Islam family, we're going to take a short break, but we will be back in just a minute. This is Radio Islam on WCEV 1450 AM. The International Museum of Muslim Cultures and History in Jackson, Mississippi, hosts a historic national conference in partnership with the National Museum of African American History and Culture, Millsaps College, Tougaloo College, Sound Vision, and with support from the W.K. Kellogg Foundation titled Race, Class, and Religious Intersectionality in America, an Ongoing Struggle for Human Dignity. This is a candid conversation including presentations by over 70 scholars, activists, elected officials, and thought leaders taking up the ongoing struggle for human dignity in the American experiment. The conference takes place September 6th through the 9th at the Western Jackson, located at 407 South Congress Street, Jackson, Mississippi. Registration is $245 for adults or $450 per couple, $170 for students 13 to 21, and children under 13 are free. Register and find more information at muslimmuseum.org. can help make you and your kids healthier. Search We Can online to find doable tips and activities that you can use every day. That's We Can, a message from the Ad Council, HHS, and NIH's We Can program. Radio Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you. Hey America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. 
So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food and we got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America in your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Yeah. Figured I'd end it on a solid this, this note. This is a homage beat. Iconic. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now remember, you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. And also be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours at. Look for us again at Radio Islam USA. All right, family, we've been going down memory lane, looking at some of our conversations with two really talented MCs, Jay Sirius uh, in the first half, and now we're about to get into a bit of our conversation we had with Iconic Bond. So here we go. Where, you know, this is something that I need to uh, give my, my attention to. So um, I guess, believe it or not, this kind of all started uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, me and a couple of my brothers kind of decided, you know, we're going to, we're going to pursue, pursue, uh, the music industry. Um, it's something that we have, we have been talking about for, for a little bit. And, um, none of us really had, had, had done any kind of music stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had always been a writer. I wrote poems. I had journals where I just wrote, you know, rhymes, whatever came to mind. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really, uh, you know, put that in a music form until about a year and a half ago. Um, okay. And that's when it all started. And here we are today. <laughs> <laughs> so from so from that point, from making that decision with a group of uh, group of friends, um, have you been? It seems like you've been on the fast track since then. I've been trying to put myself on the fast track, kind of. Um, the first six months, it was kind of just getting used to, you know, how do you actually rap? That's actually a pretty tough thing to do mm. um, if, if it doesn't come naturally. You know, some, some people are blessed with that, with that ability. Um, you know, uh, alhamdulillah, thank God that I, I was blessed, I guess, with the ability to write, not, not necessarily the ability to rap until, you know, I practiced it day and night. Right. So I finally got it, you know, got it to where I... I was comfortable to share it with the world. Okay. Um, so that it took about six months to get there, though. Really? Okay. Now, you grew up in a, um, I don't want to use the word typical, but uh, I, I'll use the word you, you used. You grew up in a healthy Islamic household, right? But That's you, correct. Uh, you mentioned that you had some rebellious phases, which is not necessarily, um, you know, foreign. For, for, mm-hmm. for, for most of us, you know, as we grew up, we go through different uh, uh, parts of life and development, uh, but that 
those phases which which led to your uh, eventual realization or, or wokeness um is this this did this have an impact on you as an artist definitely i think i think i draw a lot of my inspiration from 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 the fact that i did you know go through that rebellious phase in my life and and all the things that i saw and experienced through that phase and and how i made it out of that phase and where i am today that's I would probably say 95% of all my inspiration comes from, from that concept. Mm, mm. Um, now, and that's, and, and that's kind of why I, you know, as you mentioned earlier that, I, that I use it as a platform to, to, to speak to the youth. Okay. Now, how long have you been doing uh, youth work? Um, I'd like to say I've been doing it my whole life, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the right answer. You know, my, I grew up. I grew up in a family. You know, both my parents were very active in the community. Um, so, so as 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 a youth, um, you know, going through high school, middle school, uh, some of my college, I was I was very involved. Um, I didn't really, you know, take the reins and 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 kind of lead it myself until until probably about six years ago. Okay. Um, I took on a um, youth group um, here locally. And they're still my youth group today, um, and we've kind of expanded that now. Um, so, so yeah, I, I took the reins about probably like six, seven years ago. Okay. Now, when you um, do, you find yourself now with your uh, with with rap. Well, you know, before before I said, let me ask this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you grew up journaling and writing poetry. Was was the the writing that you did at that point was it spiritually um, motivated or infused, or was it um, more about just where you were at that particular uh, uh, point in, in, in time? It was kind of, it was a little bit of both. Um, you know, back then uh, I was listening to rappers um, like Tupac and and Nas, and and I didn't know anything about that life, so I couldn't I couldn't write. To that aspect of it, so I was writing whatever came to mind, whatever I saw around me, um, some spiritual stuff in there, um, personal stuff, you know that that maybe I, I gone through some struggles within my family. That that was just my my venting the way the way for me to vent my own feelings and my own thoughts was through writing in my journal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel that that experience, that writing, that that helped you to transition? into rap because i mean it's all poetry right it's just set to different yeah mm-hmm. so do you feel like that that helped you as a um uh, as a rapper i think it definitely helped me um as far as uh lyrically it helped me right. um uh just just trying trying to be as i guess not as detailed or descriptive but as as deep as possible in the way that i'm writing mm-hmm. um uh, that's that's where it helped me the most, um, you know, because that was just writing without hearing a beat in the background. So once you add that beat, you kind of mm-hmm. have to you have to kind of master that flow and that cadence as right. well to kind of make it sound, you know, listenable. <laughs> Something that people, <laughs> when they listen to, they can actually enjoy rather than you know, like this this doesn't sound good. So it definitely did help me out um, from a lyrical standpoint. Now, are the young people that you work with? Um, are these young young brothers, uh, these young folks, are they surprised when they 
realize that, you know, that you don't have just the, the nine to five, but you have a completely different skill set that they might that they might not think um, their their mentor has. Uh, I think it did surprise them because I wasn't doing it when we first started six years ago. Oh, okay. um, uh, and then they saw me, they, they saw the progression mm-hmm. um, and they saw the amount of work that I put in. And, and you know, every now and then I, I kind of use it as a way to inspire them and let them know that, you know, just because, you know, because they're still in school, a lot of these guys are still, you know, still in college. Mm-hmm. Um so I try to use it as a way to inspire them, like, hey, you know, just because, you know, you finish your homework, you finish your study, and you finish your job, that doesn't mean the rest of the day has to be empty. Right. Um, and that's something that they saw me struggling with. You know, in the beginning, I was, you know, I was uh, newly married, uh, didn't have any kids yet, and, um, uh, you know, so I would do my 9-to-5 job, and I would come home, and I would just relax and watch TV or play video games and over time they saw me fill in fill in all those blank you know useless you know useless time that was just sitting there right. um so i definitely did inspire you know i hope it inspired them um that's that was kind of the point uh i would say that that was party probably part of my inspiration of doing it as well right just to, to kind of show them that you know you know they all like rap and they you know look up to rappers and and they know that I love rap and just showing them like, hey, I've never done rap before. I'm not a rapper, mm-hmm. you know, up until now. Right. And I just decided I'm going to try it and it worked. And, you know, they, I would say they're my biggest fans. Mm. <laughs> I'm so well, let me ask this. You said you were newly married. Um, yes, sir. What, what was your wife's response when you said, I'm about to become a rapper? So uh, I was blessed with a wife from a family that's uh, actually pretty musically inclined. Okay. Um, they all play a lot of different instruments. Um, yeah, you know, so they they come from that background. But the rap the rap part of it was kind of foreign to them. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't do music from that side of the world. Right. Um, uh, so I wouldn't say that she was against it. Uh, she was fully supportive the whole way, you know, even now where I have to leave, you know, I do a lot of open mics locally and that usually happens, you know, at night, mm-hmm. the kids might be up. So she's been supporting me through that. Yeah. Um, you know, spending time late at night, just recording and writing like, it, you know, it, it, it kind of does take a toll on a relationship at a certain point. Um, but you know, alhamdulillah, she's been supportive and, and, uh, you know, with me the whole way, she tries to come out and watch me perform whenever she gets a chance. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. So, Alhamdulillah. You, so your your opening track, well, the name is, um, it's The Breakthrough, right? That's, That's the name correct. of the album. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what, is, what is that? Is that self-explanatory, that title? Um, I guess it kind of had different meaning okay. when, I, when I came up with it. Um, I used it as the as the introductory track. It's the first full, you know, actual song track um, on on the mixtape, uh, and I called the mixtape the breakthrough because it is my breakthrough into the industry, basically. Um, but the track itself is a little bit deeper than that. It's it's kind of my breakthrough through all of these things that that I went through in my life, um, and I use it as a way to show. Um, that struggle, me going through that struggle, that internal and external struggles that I had and how I broke through it. 
Okay. Um, so that's where the name comes from. All right. Now, excuse me, Radio Sign family, I just want to tell you all, let you in, because you're family. I tell you all these things. I'm trying to sneak a little bit of Snickers um, <laughs> while, <laughs> while Ahmed was talking. So, and I got caught. <laughs> Why wait? Why wait? <laughs> so, let me ask. Um, you know what? Let, let's play. Let's play a little bit of um, which one? Focused. Let's let's play a little bit of focused, and that's track three. So, um, my brother Ibrahim is going to pull that on up. And yeah, yeah. Let, let's go ahead and play it now. All right. So that's focus, and I see it's produced by Homage. <clears throat> so, um, Ahmed. Yes, sir. Okay, good. All right, make sure we didn't lose you. Um, <laughs> so what was the um, – well, first of all, I, I, I like the word play. Um, what did you say? They tried to hold me down? Yeah, but I ain't never hold back. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um <laughs> Uh, so your relationship as far as uh well first let's talk about what was the uh what was the inspiration behind this uh particular track and then uh I, I would love to hear about because I see homage is, is you all obviously have a very good working relationship um, uh, i'll talk I'll talk about that too yeah I, sure. need to, I, I probably need to clarify that um let me clarify that first actually okay uh if you don't mind so yeah, homage please. is actually a producer. Um, that I just happened to find on the internet. Oh, get out of um, Who shares a lot of his uh, music on YouTube. Um, through, and he also has a uh, website, and he sells a lot of it. But he also allows artists, you know, up-and-coming artists that maybe don't have the financial ability to use his tracks for promotional use, which is actually a, uh, it's a, it's a big kind of cultural part of, of, the, of the rap industry, mm. um, if you're familiar with it. Um, a lot of rappers do mixtapes, which is basically free music. You don't have to pay for it. Right. Um, the rappers don't make any money off of it. It's purely for, for promotional use. So I'm um, glad you brought that up, actually. Um, so Homage um, permits people to use it for promotional use, and that's – I don't know him personally. Okay. I, you know, we've had some um, uh, back and forth through email, mm-hmm. um, but the reason I chose him and the reason he's – He's on there a lot because <laughs> I really like his music. Um, <laughs> yeah. I really like it. You know, it's, it's hard to find somebody uh, these days in the rap industry that makes 
music that sounds like that. A lot of it is very party oriented these days, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's hard to talk about something serious over you know a party beat. <laughs> yeah. So I really appreciate his music. And that's why I use it. Um, but yeah, strictly for promotional use. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, as far as the track focused, mm-hmm. um, so there's a there's a I guess there's an underlying theme of the track. Um, and at the end of the track, I kind of I kind of hit on it a little bit. And and I say in the beginning um, that I'm focused on the goal, but where is the road basically? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple there's a couple things in this track. Um, that that sentence, that bar was an idea that came to me like we live in a society these days where basically I, if my goal is to be a millionaire, mm-hmm. you know, that might be my goal, but there's no clear road in our society on how to reach our goals. Um, there's so many things in the way of our goals these days, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be, uh, it's, I would say some of it is internal, but I would say a lot of it is external. Um, you know, and I like to touch on, um, the racial issues that we have, you know, in the country and, and, and discrimination and, and racism. And I talk about that a lot, um, you know, in, in my writings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that concept kind of came from there, is that just because I'm not, you know, a Caucasian male or maybe I'm not the one rapping about drugs or rapping about, you know, partying and, and, and that kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. that my, my road to that goal that I'm trying to reach is, is almost invisible. Mm. It doesn't exist. So that, that, that's, that's kind of like the opening line, and I kind of end on it. Um, but the general aspect of that song is, is kind of, and this is why I brought it after the breakthrough, it kind of digs more into, into uh, how do you make it through the struggle? How do you stay focused and continue pushing through, regardless of what this external uh, pressure is? Right, right. Yeah, I like that. You you have the goal, but where's the road to get to mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you find that, uh, and, and it's it's a different realization for us as, as adults um, to be able to articulate something like that, right? There's a frustration that comes with, particularly with being a young person and having an idea, uh, having an aspiration, but not having the path to reach that. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you find in the uh, in in your work with young people? that that's a sentiment that's articulated um, by them to you? Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, that's probably one of, one of their biggest struggles today is, is if it, even, even in, even in stuff like finding a job, mm-hmm. um, we live in a society where it's, it's literally about who, you know, it's not about your abilities. It's not about, you know, it's not about what you've accomplished. It's about who, you know, who you have connections to, and if you don't have any of that, it, it, it's very difficult. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it's impossible to reach that goal, whatever your goal may be, but it is difficult. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of a concept that we have to deal with in the, in the society that we live in today. Mm-hmm. Now you say so you you attack. I shouldn't say attack, right? <laughs> but you address. I don't attack anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you you address you address issues of race, um, yeah. in in your music. Um, is that from a position of? Um, yeah, w- w- from from what position? How, how do you how do you address it? 
Um, I'm not going to say that I've ever been pulled over for being Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not from that position. Um, I mean, I've, I've, like I said, when I, you know, when I went through the rebellious phase, um, I, I, I saw that aspect of the country that I, that I didn't see before. You know, I, like I said, I was raised in a healthy Muslim household. I was sheltered from everything. I didn't really see anything. Right. Um, and then when I finally did kind of branch out into this, uh, into this other world, you know, and I started hanging out in, in kind of the lower income areas of the country, uh, you know, locally here in the state. And I, I started seeing that. I started um, feeling it, you know, where cops clearly come around low income areas, um, you know, African American areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and nowadays, I mean, it's, it's on the news. It's, it's become it's become the the norm, and it's accepted almost. You know, they're coming after everybody that isn't like them. Right. Um, and there's no, there's no push. I mean, there's, you know, there's pushback from us, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there's no, there's no like general pushback from the country against it. It is now an accepted thing. Racism is there. It's open now. Um, it's like, you just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like not a lot of people talk about it. So it's something that I'm definitely, you know, I didn't touch on it too much in this, in this home, in this project, Mm -hmm. but my next project, you know, that I'm working on is. I touch on it a lot because it's important. Something that needs to be said. It's something that needs to be heard. Um, you know, a lot of people out there are trying to trying to put it out there as well. But I feel like, especially in the in in the rap industry, it's not being heard enough. You know, what's taking over the rap industry right now is the partying and the drugs and the, and all that kind of stuff. And and yeah. one of the reasons that I that I was pulled towards rap so much is, and I, and I truly believe this, is that rap actually is the music that changes generations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you have rock and you have pop and all that. That's constant. Mm -hmm. But when rap changes, the generation changes, right? Mm -hmm. Like my generation, rap was all about struggle and it was about, you know, kind of more thoughtful type stuff. And we didn't, I mean, we, drugs have always been there. Mm -hmm. You know, people talk about drugs, but I would say, you know, just to get a little more, more detailed in that answer, you know, back when I was growing up, they were rapping more about marijuana. So everybody was getting high off marijuana. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, rap is talking about all this other kind of drugs, the Molly and, the, mm-hmm. you know, these manufactured drugs and Xanax and, you know, yeah. this a lot of prescription, stuff. a lot of prescription uh, drug Prescri- abuse. Yeah. Prescription drugs. And if, and if you notice, ever since people have started rapping about that, the generation was pulled towards that. So rap actually holds a true power in changing, you know, the young mind. Well, it, um, it goes with that, uh, that saying, you know, art imitates life and, uh, and vice versa. Life will imitate the art. That's correct. Yeah. So what, that's what correct. area so, of the country are, are you in? So I'm in North Carolina. Okay. All right. Yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, that is a, hold on. North Carolina. East Coast. No, no, I'm I'm thinking of, of artists. Um who should I know? I should know somebody that's from <laughs> North Carolina. One of one of Jay the Cole. producers in the rap industry, Ninth Wonder. Out of Durham. Petey Pablo. Petey Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't heard Petey Pablo yeah. in a while. Twist it around your head. 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. That's P- Peter Pablo's out of North Carolina. Um, ninth Wonder. Um, just had a. Um, uh, actually, I, I I had the pleasure of meeting um, this young lady called Rhapsody. She just um, had her. Uh, she was on a show actually on Netflix um, called Rapture, which kind of followed rappers around, and she was given an episode, which was amazing. Okay. Um, you know, kind of gave homage to. Uh, in North Carolina, so that was good. Oh, and of course, J. Cole, Fayetteville. J. Cole, Carolina. definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, North Carolina's bringing out some good stuff. Yeah, all right, <laughs> that's, that's that's good stuff. <laughs> so, what? Uh, so, so let's so let's talk about the name. Let's talk about Iconic Bond. What? What's the story behind? Because that is that's a big name. Yeah. So. Tell, give us give us a little insight. How, how did how did that come about? Kind of has a, a couple different reasons why that name was chosen. Um, I guess the first and, and hopefully the most uh, obvious reason. So iconic bond is kind of a play on words on ionic bond, which is a which is a <laughs> chemical bond. Um, nice. The reason the reason is that is there. Um, I'm actually a chemist. So I got my degree in chemistry from college, um, and I've you know I've been working as a scientist since I graduated college. Um, so I, wa- I kind of wanted something to, to to you know to relate yeah. to that aspect of my life because uh-huh. that's that's half my life. Right. <laughs> that's my nine to five job. Um, <laughs> so ionic bond, iconic bond. So that that's there. Um, but then I you know I kind of tried to describe what iconic bond is in one of my tracks called first bond which is the last track on that on that album and i say a line um what did i say uh ironically iconic is the only icon oh no hold on sorry uh trying to remember hard to remember a verse no. um i will be my brother's keep shepherd to the flock of sheep just so I could show them how to be a better me through my words, because my word is my bond. Ironically, iconic is the only icon. So that's mm. the real meaning behind the, you know, the, the reason I chose it, because I want to be the, because I do use my words as the bond between me and somebody else. That's that's the purpose of rap, right. is using, using that bond. And I want to be the iconic one. I want to be that icon, mm. you know. So that's what I'm striving to be. I'm trying to be this icon that uses his words to better whoever's listening to. You know, um, I could not help but laugh when you gave the the background, the ionic bond, and I'll tell you why. Uh, <laughs> when my sister listens to this, she is going to absolutely love that. Um, one of my, I have, I have uh, four sisters. One of my sisters is a chemical engineer. Okay. And uh, so I just I immediately thought about her when you, when you said that. So I, I get to hear her stories about formulating and um, and all the other sciencey stuff that that you guys do. Um, but <laughs> but this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to come back. Our intro is going to be first bond, right? That's the, that's the last one that you were talking about, right? Yes, sir. Yes, so, yeah, we're going to intro. Well, it looks like our time has come to an end. So we want to thank you for tuning in. We hope that you have a great holiday weekend. 
And we want to thank our engineers over at WCEV for making sure we come through loud and clear every night. And we thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, assistant producer Ibrahim Beg. I'm your host and producer Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. That being said, we're going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Started out safe, but I'm falling too fast. Got me looking for a harness. Something to slow down my descent. My attempt ended up putting me in a damn garden. Full of black roses, full of bad motives. Feeling like I'm trapped. Got me back to the fact that my heart's sitting frozen. Why was I chosen? Will I start folding or will I ever make it out without being spoken to? Looking for the lights, they be broken too. Down on my knees, I be hoping to. Make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Yeah. Make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Find a way to escape through. Try to hold me down, but I tell them, yo, welcome to the break. break, break, break. Yep, yep, make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Smile if they hate you, man, it's been a while, how styles, how they made you. Now you gotta tell them, hey, welcome to the breakthrough. Yep, yep, make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Find a way to escape through. Try to hold me down, but I tell them, yo, welcome to the break. break, break, break. Yeah, make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Smile if they hate you, man, it's been a while, how styles, how they made you. Now you gotta tell them, hey, welcome to the breakthrough. Break, break, break. Rising out the water, made it through the hate and the pain and the slaughtering the waves as they came, came. And now I don't want to be the one to blame for the flame game. It'll be a damn shame when they see me coming out the shadows. Your water too shallow for the salvo, bam. Ammunition never misses when it's coming from the heart. Too vicious, I'm a monster. They be trying to tell me that I need permission every time I'm coming with a mission. Like, where the hell your vision at? They be trying to set me up, so I step me up. I be in drive, I ain't never shifting back. I be moving to the beat of my instincts. Bleed to be free, complete. If I'm in sync, I don't give a damn about what heard they or him think. I just keep it going. Going to the day that I mix things. Just think, who can slow you down if you're always staying constant? Never hold you down when you're always being cautious. No responses to the logic. Just a bunch of nonsense for the process. Let it process in your mind. Here's a concept for the blind. You will never know if there's a wall in front of you. You just gotta keep, keep crawling, crawling through till you break through. Make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Find a way to escape through. Try to hold me down, but I tell them, yo, welcome to the break. break, break. Yep, yep, make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Smile if they hate you, man, it's been a while. Hot styles, how they made you. Now you gotta tell them, hey, welcome to the breakthrough. Yep, yep, make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Find a way to escape through. Try to hold me down, but I tell them, yo, welcome to the breakthrough. Yeah, make it out alive, I survive all the way through. Smile if they hate you, man, it's been a while. Hot styles, how they made you. Now you gotta tell them, hey, welcome to the breakthrough. Rising out the water, made it through the hate.